0: Welcome to Money Over 50 with Dallas and Michael. Do you know how long shares have been around for? Thanks, Michael.
1: This um, this idea or this topic came to me the other day. I, I realized I've, I've had a similar conversation many times and it mm. um, comes off the back of, you know, in as we've talked about, yeah, I think we've we've recorded about two hundred and sixty episodes in the, of this podcast. I think mm. in probably a hundred of them, we've talked about the need, the need for most people leading up to and throughout your retirement to own a part of the the biggest and the best companies in Australia and around the world as mm. the main the main asset class that you would likely need to own in order to provide the returns that you need and the rising income stream throughout your retirement that you need. Yeah. Where I think, what can we think about this is, to me, it feels like we're often talking about two different things when, when, mm. when we first raise this with a client. Because we'll say, you know, hey, listen, you know, there's, there's different asset classes you can be invested into. You can be invested mm. in cash, um, you can be invested into property, or you can be invested into companies. Mm. And, and And this is where, you know, you'll notice that we We talk in this podcast about companies rather than shares all the time because shares mm-hmm. sounds like an, a squiggly a number on a on a piece of paper or yep. a, a squiggly line, whereas companies gets at really what we own here, which is a part of of these businesses and, and yeah. of these these corporate entities that that, um, that house them. And so when we sort of raise that and it's and it's in our first meeting, it's never hey, you need to do this. it's a that's this is something that you you are going to need to think quite seriously about because some people just aren't, aren't cut out to be invested in, in companies and, and mm. they can't handle the volatility. And, and I don't know what those people are going to do for their retirement because mm. we basically go, well, you, you're not going to get where you need to be. I can't help you. Yeah, best of luck. Mm. But the most of the time, what how the conversation sort of goes is people's initial response is something to the effect of, well, but shares are risky, or but what if what if shares go to zero, or what if the share market um, goes to you know drops and and you know and disappears, or what if my money goes away, or there's there's a heap of different variations of this, and what I realised the other day is that there's something about the concept of of ownership of um, joint stock public companies, which is mm. which is what we're talking about here, which is if you own shares and anyone can own shares in Woolworth, there's nothing mm. stopping you. you just have to buy those shares in that company off someone else who who owns them mm. currently. But they' are open to the public. like anyone can can own these things mm. and and they' are owned jointly, it's it's basically you know there are x amount of shares outstanding. you buy those shares, you are entitled to as a shareholder a that portion of that of that business yeah. of that company. There's something about it, in our minds that's, that's super tangible and you go, yes. I, I'm, I own a portion of, of Woolworths. I, when I go to the shop, I'm the part owner of this shop. I, I should be standing at the front greeting people and saying, you know, thanks for your business, yeah. like, a, like a good restaurant. But when we talk about property, people, people never say, if you were to say to people, hey, you probably need to own 10 residential properties for your retirement, people never go, what if those houses disappear? because it's so tangible to them and and they and they know that the concept of a house and and of people needing shelter has been around since yeah for 30 40,000 years now. Yeah. People have always needed shelter. People have needed somewhere to live.
0: Housing as an asset class cannot go away. My kids are fascinated by tsunamis at the moment. So, houses can (laughs) Can absolutely, from the the footage that I've seen on their iPads. Yeah. um, So, this is a really- houses can go
1: away. Houses can go away. The need for housing cannot go away. No, no. So, so, and the same thing applies with companies. So, Mm. an individual company. So, Woolworths, as that example- Woolworths may well go bankrupt in ten years' time. Like mm. I have no, I have no market call here on whether you should buy Woolworth shares. That's not what this is about. But people are going to need to buy groceries for, for forever until and until, I, I, yeah, basically, until we get zapped into the matrix and we're a part of the, the mm. machine. We are going to need to buy goods and services to to mm. basically keep us alive and to and to do the things that we want to do. No one goes to Woolworths. People go to Woolworths, for example, and go, "Well, I need to buy food the same as I needed to buy food 40 years ago when I was 15, and the same that I'll need to buy food when I'm 85." Mm. Maybe you yeah, know, maybe the the need will will go down slightly, but I'll always need to buy food. But then, when you talk about owning a part of of companies like Woolworths, for example, people go, "What if What if that goes to zero? What if that goes mm. away?" And and I think that's the the. One of the things that I've that got me thinking about this is, is which is a genuine question. It's not a smart, a smart Alec response about. Do you have any idea how long shares have been around for? Is human human needs have existed forever? Mm. Since human needs and desires have existed since we, yeah, you know, climbed out of the oceans as an amoeba. Businesses and productive enterprise has has been around since since the, the, the market-based system became a thing. Since, since since we went from hunter-gatherer societies mm. to settled uh, agricultural societies, people have traded, you know, for things and and um, for things that they desired. Businesses and productive enterprise has been around since the beginning of mankind. We, mm. we, we know that. I think we intuitively get that if I want food, I can trade something for that food. Yeah. Where I think, and I might be wrong here, um, but where I think the the link here falls down is we know that people have always wanted food. Mm. We know they've always traded something to get food. You know, In, in the last yeah couple of thousand years, it's been money. You trade mm. money to get food. People know that there's always going to be someone who can sell you food. Mm. What I don't think they trust is the concept of a corporation or a, mm. or a company or a, you know, whatever, whatever words people use around this, it's, it's somehow seen as this amorphous thing that can, is, can just go away like that. Mm. And that's I think the, the point, you know, I'll use an example here, but that's I think the point that I find really interesting is if, if you think about that as that, that company or that entity just exists yeah. to service a need that human beings have, the need can't go away no it, it cannot go away and the and and the the someone somewhere supplying that need will mm. never go away yes and in our in our modern world it is joint stock public companies that provide a lot of those needs that isn't going away now the individual company might but a company providing that good or that service to the average consumer is i think going to be yeah. around it's not Pretty going much, away. It's not going away. It's not yeah. going away. Yeah, feel free to explain in
0: more detail <laughs> any of those things on my rant yes. that I have that so, I brushed so, over. So to answer your question. Um, you do know. You do
1: know companies how Companies have
0: been on. around for over four hundred years. Yeah. So yeah. the first recorded public ownership of a company, yeah. of a limited liability company, That's I'll there. come back to that. Yeah. Is the Dutch East India Company yeah. in sixteen hundred and two. Yeah. Let's start with the need first, then the value add. Yeah. So, it's quite simple. The East had all the spices. Yep. The West needed them. Yeah. So, so, the value add, quite simply, was we need to get some ships to sail to the East yep. to buy some spices. Yeah. And then we bring them back to the you know, Europe and we sell them for a, a significant markup. Yep. Now- in order to get the money to do that, yeah. the Dutch East India Company was formed. It's 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 largely known as the it's 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 held as the first private private company that was publicly listed. Yes, ever. So um, it was sixteen hundred and two. Yeah. And what what happened is that they actually needed money. Yeah, the government could have funded it. They decided to. Um, to to, to privatise it yeah. and to make a publicly listed yeah. company. So there's there's a there's a couple of phrases that they
1: when when you read Wikipedia articles about these yeah. things, what they what they the words they use. It's it was the first joint stock, which is mm. one thing, limited liability, which limited is another thing, yeah. public company.
0: Public company, thing,
1: That's right. Yep. So we, if we pull those if we pull those things apart, as <clears throat> as you just mentioned there, the value add of Again, people had been going to the East to get spices mm. for hundreds of years. By that point, that yeah. that wasn't a new thing. That need no. was there. The the supply was at the other end. The demand was was where they yep. were. That was why they were doing that thing. The new thing and the value add in this case was the actual was the stru- the, the company mm. structure, the, the the entity that that carried on that business. Yes. So we pull those things apart. Joint stock just means that it was owned by more than more than one people. There were there were. The, the the stock of the, the, the of that company was was owned jointly by many different people. It wasn't one person who who owned that entity mm. that that owned everything. So joint stock, limited liability, which you touched on before, this was really the genius of the the company structure, which is yeah. that my liability was limited to the amount of capital that I had put into that. Now yes. this is why this is this is important. This is important, especially when it comes to shipping, because if you send <laughs> if you send a ship with three hundred sailors in around the world and and they all get and, and that ship gets swamped and they all die, what you don't want is all of their widows and children coming around to to your house and knocking on the door and saying, Hey, you owe us a lifetime pension because, mm-hmm. you know, now we've we've lost our, our, our provider for the family. The limited liability meant that you 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 put you put your money in to, to fund this, this expedition or to mm-hmm. fund this trip and what then happened was that your liability was limited to the amount that went in. So, you put that money in, yeah. you could lose all of your money. You could lose all of that. But no one could come after you for more than
0: what you put in. So and that's only money. It's only money. So, you weren't on the hook for your life. You weren't sailing for three months around the world. So Yeah. Now, without digressing too much, that's a diversifiable risk now. Exactly. So, that was the Easily diversified. That was right. the point. At the time, it wasn't yeah. necessarily because there was only one company. Yes. Yeah. Um, but- but limited liability is very, very important, yep. and that, that carries true today. Yes. So, so, the shares in companies that you buy listed on the Australian Stock Exchange or the New York Stock Exchange or any of the big, um, they're, they're limited liability companies. Yes. You, you cannot be held if someone does something and the company gets sued, yep. you could lose what you put into the company. You can't be held accountable for yep. so that. They can't come at your other assets. Yep. Uh, they can't come at you, which is different to a private company yep. where you have directors, yep. uh, and you have directors of a public company well, yeah, as well, yep. which which are who are responsible yes. for for those things. But as the common um, shareholder. shareholder of that, you are not responsible. Yeah. Which. Which
1: is an interesting one because I don't think that would make people feel better. Is it? No. if they if you I said, can lose everything, what's but the worst <laughs> that can
0: You can only lose what you put in. That sounds terrible. But- well, well, this is an interesting one, Dallas, because because you mentioned before people consuming groceries is not going away. Well, well, then you diversify away from yes. owning Woolworths. Yes, like you you own that's easy you, to do. If you own Coles, you, you, you own yeah as many supermarket yes. chains as you can. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you you, know, you you get if Woolworths goes broke would generally be through mismanagement yep. um because the demand is there yep it's not like the people that were walking in a woolworths won't walk into one of the other supermarkets yes. you own. or, or get their the food online day. or yeah. do, they um, they get their food somewhere so, that, somewhere. so that's a, that's a diversifiable risk um one of the things that just appeared just occurred to me is that okay 400 years ago over 400 years ago the first the first um publicly listed Limited liability joint stock mm-hmm. company was was born. If you fast forward to where we are now, where we have uh, so many thousands of companies, uh, yeah, it, just in Australia, let yeah. alone around the world. And if you look at the value of all of those companies compared to the value of the Dutch East India Company when it first got start, yeah. started. You can get a picture in your head yes. of the value. Now yeah. denying 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 the progress of that is a little bit like denying the progress of medicine. Yes. Yeah. In the last <laughs> yeah. and I don't talk to crazy people. <laughs> no, no. So no. so if you deny the progress of medicine yeah. over that period of time, I'm just not interested in having no. a conversation. No, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Um so so because yeah. we're gonna be going around in circles. Yeah, so yeah. I think most people, if not all of our listeners. Yep. Yeah. Would be able to conceptually picture that. Yep. There is no risk in that. Yeah. There is <laughs> there is volatility. Well, there is no risk if you're <coughs> diversified away. Well, you so diversified away. A diversified
1: like, word is the key, and that's. So the last thing you mentioned, the public list, publicly listed. The other thing that that is, and I, again, I'm not enough of a historian to know which of these. So all of these things have have been done at different times, and in, and you can have some, but not the other. Mm. The publicly listed thing is the key here as well, because mm. if it's if it's publicly listed, what that means is that anyone can buy shares. So, if mm. you've got a private company, you and and you, if you want to own shares in a private company, you can. They can. They can not let you be a part owner of that company. That that's you know that's what happens Absolutely. in most small businesses. You, mm. you go. You can't go to your local financial planner or your local electrician and say. Hey, you need to sell me shares of your of of your of your business. It's not how it works. But listing, the public listing part of it, and the fact that they were publicly traded meant that you could very easily diversify. And this is the key. Mm-hmm. Like people have always been able to diversify, and I'm sure that in you know, in the 1500s, if you were very wealthy and you're putting money into, into money, you know, going in, into a mm-hmm. ship going over to to get spices. You probably didn't put all your money into one ship. You probably spread your money. You and yeah. you and 10 of your mates or 90 of your mates got together and said, let's fit out 10 ships and let's mm. let's spread our risk and we'll all own one-tenth of these 10 ships and if one of them go down, we'll all lose just that bit yeah. and we'll spread the rest of it. The publicly listing part means that, and that's the bit that we've talked about before in our podcast about being able to buy companies at the push of a button. Mm. We really take that for granted. Like, mm. there's no, there's no one there's no one in charge of Woolworths who's saying
0: no Dallas you can't buy it's, you it's can't an amazing thing shares. when you think of it like that yeah so anyone without knowing anything about that company yep and without having to spend any of their own physical time yeah learning about that company yep. and yeah you, know, you, you can actually own yes and benefit from the profits of that company now that brings with it another risk which yep. is under diversification yeah that's an easy one. Yes, that's 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 well, that's, that's simple. Well, that's, well, you that's, yeah. the point, because
1: you can buy you can buy shares in Woolworths, the company Woolworths at the press mm. of a button. So you buy those shares, and then you go, "Geez, well, what happens if people stop going to Woolworths mm. and and that company you know, goes bankrupt?" Oh, that's easy. I press another button, mm. and I buy shares in in Coles. Mm. And so then, if if my if the company Woolworths goes bankrupt. Coles picks up all those customers, picks up all that profit. I've I've then made my money back there. So, Mm -hmm. the diversification part there, it all flows in together. Where Mm. the the risks the risks that are attendant in people being able to own um, shares in these companies, the more and and you know this is the a lot of a lot of the the movement over time has been what they call the democratize, the democratization of investing where mm. rather than investing in productive enterprise being just the domain of the rich and the connected and the powerful and I've mm. got a mate who's doing this deal and I can get in on, on that because I know him and I play golf with him. Anyone can get in on any of these, mm. these companies. Now, there's all sorts of different choices then about which companies but our, our attitude is don't even worry about making those choices. Don't mm. even worry about trying to know someone who knows someone who knows it just own just own a share of all of those companies. Companies as a structure have been around for mm. over 400 years. The concept of human beings needing goods and services and and productive enterprise filling that gap and, and you know, making a profit to provide those mm. goods and services, that's been around effectively forever. Mm. Which part of that do you think is going to zero? Which part of that do you think is going away given that sort of a track record?
0: Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. For more information and resources, visit the Money Over 50 website, mo50.com.au. We look forward to catching up again soon.